Hey, it's good to be back with you. Thank you for being with us. As always, we pray we're a blessing to you. We're going to be 1 John chapter 5, verses 3 and 4 today about uh, the love of God and how do we love Him. We keep His commandments. Let me read these passages t- uh, for you and with you. It says, um, For this is what love for God is, to keep His commands. Now His commands are not a burden, because whatever has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world. It's our faith. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you help me to be a a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit, even with an online audience. Uh, Lord, you may give me words of knowledge that I have no idea who they're going to or why. But if you prompt me with them, I want to be obedient to speak to them. And then uh, you look at all of us, but you look at me differently. I'm under a greater and more strict judgment than anybody watching or listening. And I know this, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray, his name that I preach. Amen. I am using this, and as always, uh, we're we're trying to to teach a discipleship culture. And uh, I am uh, I'm, I'm preaching this today because <clears throat> just being a pastor and dealing with people, they think that the Christian life is too difficult. Uh, too many rules, too many regulations, <clears throat> too many boxes to check. Uh, that is just it's just it just can't be done. <clears throat> truth to that is it's going to take the Holy Spirit of God living in you and through you for that to occur. But I want to I want to head that off a little bit because I believe that is a lie from the enemy. And the lie is that uh, the, the Christian life is the dull life. It's the rule-oriented life. It's just deal, you deal with failure all the time. And I want to hit that for just a moment as we uh, are discipling into a culture of just knowing what the truth is and how to live that out. Um, so what they're believing is that it's too diff- it's just too difficult. Um, while it is work to live the Christian life, and it has its trials, we know that it does, it is the most blessed life. The greatest sermon that Jesus ever preached or has ever been preached is everything starts off with blessed, 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 blessed. Meaning that he produces the blessed life, which really is the happy life. And the, the, the happiness and the joy of that is that I have a life that has purpose and fulfillment and a life that is fruitful. Remember what Jesus said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, he said, this is where it's all happening, is right here with me. Uh, so I want to remind you, too, that the, that, the, that the unfaithful life, not the faithful one, the unfaithful life is the most difficult because there's deception in that life. There's cover-up in that life. Uh, you talk about a double-souled person. Uh, and that James brings about, which again, you know, for the third Sunday in a row is one of my favorite books, <clears throat> meaning uh, how many people do you know are literally two people, seriously? Uh, they're, they're, not, they're, they're, they're not the picture of being one in, with the Lord, but they're actually 
there are actually two different kinds of people, double-souled persons. So to live that kind of life, an unfaithful life, a lot of deception, a lot of cover-up, a lot of pretending that is going on. So the unfaithful life is the most difficult life. So what is the answer? I think the answer, we begin to answer it in Romans 12, 2. And uh, it says, don't be conformed to this age or don't be conformed to the world, uh, Paul wrote, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may know and discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. That's Romans 12, 2. Two areas in there that we need to understand. One is... Uh, we are conformed, we're conforming to the world slowly. The word conform means little at a time. You're conforming to the world, what the world believes, the world's philosophies, uh, and you're doing it so slowly that you don't realize that it's taking over your mind. <clears throat> and then the way you think, the way you react. And so then, but you are transformed, which means a little bit more immediate. Do you see the, do you, do you, do you see how they oppose each other? You, 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 you conform to the world slowly, but the transformation uh, is the renewing of your mind quickly. Uh, we have that renewing of our mind. And so uh, re- renew my mind with what? Well, the answer is his truth, his word, so that we may know what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God are really the commands of God. And so that begins our answer. And I want to talk about the world for a moment. You don't hear a whole lot about it. I do speak about it a lot, but I'm not saying that you listen to me all the time. So in case you don't, uh, when I talk about the world, I'm not talking about its beauty or really it's just created order. I'm not talking about the beach or the mountains or the canyons or the landscape and the sunsets and the sunrises and the fall color of the trees. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the world's philosophy, the way the world thinks and the way it reacts. Like I I hear, I see a lot of things and not just our government, but governments across the world. And a a lot of their thinking is contrary to the word of God. Uh, When it comes to a lot of different areas of our life, a lot of topics that you could just pull out of a fishbowl or a bowl and start bringing up the way the world handles them and thinks about them can become contrary to the word of God. <clears throat> so we, uh, we renew our mind with his word and with his truth. And then we compare the world's ideas. Now notice the way I say this. We compare the world's ideas with God's truth. The basis from which I work from is not the world's ideas. The foundation from which I work from is God's word and God's truth. So the 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 world, uh, the world is its philosophy. Now let me just take you on a, on a ride here, a scriptural ride here about the world. Uh, a lot of everything today comes out of First John or John. It says First John five nineteen. We know that we are of God, and the whole world. Now listen to this. Just stop. Listen. The whole world is under the sway of the evil one. Those crazy, jacked up philosophies that you and I, you know, we just shake our head at. Well, where do you think they start with? Well, it's because the world is under the sway of the evil one. You've got to know that. The, The world's philosophy is the enemy's philosophy. And John believes this. James 
Back to my old friend James again. James believed that. He said to be a friend of the world, you become an enemy. You become an enemy of God. So I wanted you to see that in 1 John 5, 19. Let's go on to 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. He gets more descriptive. Do not love the world or the things that belong to the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For everything that belongs to the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life or one's lifestyle is not from the Father, but it is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away. But here's the, if you love God, you keep his commands, but the one who does God's will, he, he remains he remains forever. So why, why this study on the world's philosophy? Well, the enemy is going to try to convince you that the kingdom of God is a joke and that the kingdom of God has a set of unrealistic rules and that it's too difficult, it's no fun, it has no joy. He's going to convince you that it is the most difficult life when we know from experience and from the Word of God that the unfaithful life is the most difficult life. So the enemy is going to want you to think that following the world's philosophy is the most fun, the most carefree, and the most fulfilling. And these are lies. Again, the unfaithful life is the most difficult life. Plus, its eternity is even worse. Its eternity is even worse. So I want to challenge you with a scripture that says where the spirit of the Lord is, and I love this, I get Pentecostal here, okay? There is freedom. There is freedom, and freedom like nothing else. Not the freedom in the world or following the enemy or believing the world's philosophies, but there is incredible freedom. I have the freedom and the power to live this kingdom life. I want to go back to 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. And it says, for this is what love for God is, to keep his commands. Now his commands are not a burden. Uh, to love God equals obedience. From God's view, it is, if you love me, then you keep my commandments. You keep them. And obedience, we find in the Old Testament through the writing of Samuel, is better than sacrifice. Let's just stay on this, if you love me, keep my commands. I want you to look at John chapter 14, verse 15. Very simply, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Uh, we go to John 15, 10, which is really a segue to next Sunday's sermon. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands, and I remain in his love. Keeping his commands, loving God and keeping his commands are, is, is a game changer. And here becomes another game changer in this very same verse. Uh, 1 John 5, 3. For this is what love for God is, to keep his commands. That's a game changer. Here's the second game changer. Now his commands are not a burden. Do you see uh, how that, over, that overrides the lies of the enemy? and the world's philosophy, that uh, following the world is carefree, doing what you want. You are your God. <laughs> you know, you serve yourself. You serve even the master of self. 
And uh, it even says that in that passage I just read you in 1 John chapter 2, that the pride of one's lifestyle is not from the Father. It is not from the Father at all. So the, the picture here is that uh, God is telling us, and I, and I know He knows everything, he knows the enemy's lies and trickery is to get you to think that his kingdom is a joke. And not only is his kingdom a joke, but it's unrealistic life. The kingdom is an unrealistic, it's an unfulfilling life. And absolutely, it's too difficult and impossible to live. And this verse offsets it to me. It's a game changer. He says that now his commands are not a burden. They are not burdensome. They are not heavy is really what the, the word means, or grievous. They're not, they're not grievous in any way. So this offsets the lies of the enemy, and I love this passage. I'm gonna go to you another one that matches exactly where we are, and that is Matthew 11, 28 through 30. This is an invitation from Jesus, don't forget this. This is, this is his invitation to us. He says, come to me. All, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All of you, take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now here's the match, okay, of my commands are not burdensome uh, in uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We trade in the heavy. And he has tasks for us to do, but he gives us, it's the burden is easy and the burden is absolutely light. So I have to ask you the preacher question here as we move to our end. What's going on right now in you? What's going on right now that was requiring your obedience to God? What is it? It could be a financial situation, a relational situation, spiritual direction. It could be emotional woundedness, things that you're living in that God's been asking for you to give to him. Uh, it could be physical, even with an illness. What, what, what is going on right now that is requiring your obedience to God? And uh, I simply am asking you today to trust Him. I want to finish off with 1 John 5, 4. Because whatever has been born of God conquers the world. Did you hear that? Um, he says, this is the victory that has conquered the world. It is our faith. And our faith is not in vain. It's in a resurrected Jesus who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, it is, he, he's already won, and we have connected ourselves to him. Great is his victory. Uh, so I want to thank you for being with us today. Some of you have asked, and uh, just in casual talk, <laughs> as I see you, about giving. Uh, you want to you invest in this ministry and support this ministry and. Uh, they're going to, it's post office box 380 Lawrenceburg in uh, 40342, but it'll be on the screen and you can do that. So uh, thank you for being a part of that and for blessing us. And uh, remember, I, we love you. And uh, we say this to each other before we part ways, grace and peace. Make sure you live in both of them. God bless you.